We thank you for joining us this week as we do another episode of True Wisdom. Uh, Andrew and I are glad you can join us. Welcome, Andrew. Greetings, Robert. And as you join us for this episode of True Wisdom, I'm sure the first question on your mind is, what is this thing about true wisdom? What's so special about it? So, Andrew, explain to the good listeners why we have a podcast called True Wisdom. Okay, good. Good question. I've been thinking about this question a lot as I listen to some of the, the broadcasts, and I think to myself, I don't always answer the exact question he's asking, which is, why are we doing this? Um, the reason that we're doing this and the reason that we have felt a burden to do this is because we live in a period where it is very, very important that we understand what God's word is and his will is for us. And many people have difficulty understanding the scriptures for a variety of reasons, right? Not everyone has been exposed to it from, uh, you know, from their youth. And there are many competing um, interpretations of how the scriptures should be understood. And, you know, People are persuaded by whoever their eloquent minister is, et cetera. And so we've had a burden to help people understand how to study the Bible for themselves so that they can receive instructions from God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So God promises that his word will be uh, something that guides and directs us. And that's going to be difficult if we don't understand what his word is saying. And so we are here to help people understand the true wisdom of the scriptures, And that is reflected in our theme verse, which is found in Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. Excellent. So let's go ahead. I'll start with prayer, and then we'll jump right into the lesson. Dear Lord, we ask you to be with us as we go through your word. Help that the words Andrew and I say will be clear and concise and exactly what you want us to say, to bless the ears of the listener and help them to search for themselves and to find out whether the things are so. Guide us. Amen. 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 So what is the topic, the verse, and the study for today? Okay, the, the topic and the verse in the study today, it's a short study, but that doesn't mean we're not going to spend some time talking about it. It's a short study. In um, a few episodes ago, we ended up briefly discussing the passage in question, which is Matthew twenty four thirty six. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, All right? So I mentioned that we would need to do a study on it because that verse doesn't end up where people think it does. Matthew twenty four thirty six, and the corresponding verse in Mark 13, 32 to 33. You should, uh, you should get those two. You should get those two. Matthew twenty four thirty six. I have that. That one says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, 
but my father only. And they're talking about the day okay. of his second coming. Mm -hmm. Jesus is talking about that. And then you said Mark 13. Mm -hmm. 32 and 33. Uh, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Okay. And so what's the common, common understanding of that passage? That only two passages. God knows when Jesus' second coming will occur. Okay. And you do realize, I'm sure you realize, that this creates problems for people accepting the divinity of Christ if Christ also doesn't know something that God knows. I had actually never considered that, only because the, divini the divinity is not a question in my head. But I can see right. where that may cause a concern. And it's funny, mm -hmm. I remember a, um, a minister one time saying that he was speaking of that moment, and once Jesus mm -hmm. died and ascended back to heaven, then he was mm -hmm. made aware of the whole plan. So you go ahead, mm -hmm. let me not circumvent... The devotion. No, no, that's not circumventing. No, okay. no, that's not circumventing at all. These are the kinds of concerns that people do have. Mm -hmm. And the prop, the difficulty, though, is if we're establishing that no man knows the, the day, nor the hour, nor the angel, nor even the sun, but then the sun gets to know later, does man get to know later? Because I've seen people use that argument as to why this statement was a then statement, but now the rules are different. Mm. I see, see I it's see. Very from, oh, I yeah. see. I was looking at it from the standpoint of, well, we just don't know, we don't just know. Just the sun. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we do have to be careful. This, this has always bothered me, and for a while I accepted the view that it was, in the, that it was at that time that Jesus is saying it, that that's true. And that once he was, you know, all powers given me in heaven and on earth, that he had the knowledge of it too. But that bothered me. It did bother me. I felt that that was an answer, and it bugged me for a while. I want you to look up the word knoweth in those two verses. Look up the word in the Greek and tell me what definitions you see for that word. Okay. That's an interesting request. Greek. Noah. Well, you're going to get a lot of Noahs if you just do it that way. Signifies to be taken in knowledge. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. So it, the Greek word is actually ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Uh, in, in, which, in which verse? Let's see. Oh, no, this is talking about John, 1 John. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find the yeah. specific. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to get it from the verse perspective. Uh, okay. Are you, are, you doing it, are you doing it in eSword? I'm going to bring up eSword. I was actually looking up a search online. Let me look at Mark mm. 13. eSword, for those you don't know, is a downloadable program. It includes many different versions of the Bible. Um, official versions. It's a free download. You can also mm -hmm. install dictionaries to help you get the definition of these words. 
Um, and mm -hmm. they have many, many different versions of the Baba you can download. Uh, let's mm -hmm. see. So Mark 1331. Mm -hmm. And if you use with Strong's Concordance, if you look right. with KJV Plus. Right. I have that one. Uh, let's see. Noeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's just, the what's the number associated with that from Strong's Concordance? Three, excuse me, G one four nine two. So it's the Edo, or Aido. Yes, Edo. Yeah. Primary verb <clears throat> used only in certain past tenses; the others being borrowed from the equivalent. Uh, let's see. Properly to see. By implication, mm -hmm. to know, to be aware, mm -hmm. behold, mm -hmm. ex can, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. tell, consider, have known, mm -hmm. look on, perceive, mm -hmm. be, be, okay, perceive, see, be sure, tell, understand. Ah, it occurs six hundred and sixty-four times in the Bible. Right, and you see how broad it is. Now there are essentially two definitions this boils down to. If you look at all the words that you just said. What are the two definitions that come out of this? There are two. One is, a produ is predominantly, one of the d definitions dominates the other. It's like it's almost 95% to 5%. But what are the two definitions that you see there? All you right. Boil those all down. Be aware. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's, uh, let's see. Perceive. Be mm -hmm. sure. That's, that's to be aware. Right. Mm -hmm. Still be aware. Oh, there's one mm -hmm. that's consider. I skipped over consider. Consider is still. And tell. To, to dwell on. Think. Yes. Right. To tell. Okay. So there are two definitions. The definition that seems very predominant is to know, be aware of, to have knowledge of. Mm -hmm. But there is this tell. Okay. Head on over to 1 Corinthians 2. Verses 1 and 2. All right. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2 says... Now, before you read it, mm -hmm. before you read it, I'm going to give you a slight uh, backstory. In Acts 17, Paul goes to um, Athens. And while he's there, he ends up on Mars Hill because he's been preaching in the in the marketplace and so forth and all of the and all of the philosophers are like hey this guy has some weird stuff let's let's hear him in a formal setting so they invite him up to mars hill and he comes up there and he preaches to them and he he waxes eloquent about i saw in your devotions the unknown god and i'm going to declare the god unto you and and he starts going back and forth and i mean it's just it's a powerful oratory and when he gets to the point about christ being a man raised from the dead, then they're like, eh, some, some people mocked. Some people said, hmm, we, we need to consider this another time, all sorts of stuff. And the Bible ends up saying that he leaves from there and a few plays unto him. So the, the implication is that he went there to this philosopher's hangout, had this great oratory, but from an evangelistic standpoint, didn't get a, a huge turnout. Okay? With that in mind, now read the two verses that you have here from 1 Corinthians. All right, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellent of speech or of wisdom, 
declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Okay. The word know. What word is that in Greek? All right. In Greek, for I determined not to know. That's G1492. So it's the same word. It's the same word. That we've been dealing with. Okay. Now, is Paul saying here, remember, Paul is establishing a Corinthian church. There is no Corinthian church before he gets there. Paul is establishing a Corinthian church. Is Paul saying that I came to you guys and determined that I would hear nothing from you except Jesus Christ and him crucified? or that I would tell nothing to you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. See, that's interesting. It should be tell. Is there a word in in either of those verses that that would help you solidify that? Well, yeah, the context of it basically saying, uh, I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to... Um, I don't want to accept, let's see. I don't want to assume, I don't want to bring up anything else. I just want to talk about Jesus Christ. Right. And the word in verse one that should nail that down for us is declaring unto you the testimony of God. Mm -hmm. I came to you not with eloquent speech and oratory and philosophy, when I was declaring unto you the testimony of God, I determined to tell you nothing except Christ and him crucified. I didn't get, I didn't go waxing eloquent and, and trying to have you envision all of these majestic topics. I came straight to the point with my theme about Christ and his salvation on the cross for your sin. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that word no in this sentence is very clearly to declare. Right. Right? Okay. If we go back to our other two verses and we read them substituting the word tell or declare, this is what they sound like. Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour declareth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Mark 13, 32 and 33. But of that day and hour declareth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. I can see that. I Mm -hmm. can see that. And I'll help you. I'll help you see it. Go to Acts 1. All right. Acts 1. 6 through 8. You really need 6 and 7, but 6 through 8 really locks it in. All right. And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is come upon you. 
And ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, the know that that, uh, Christ uses here is a different know. Okay? But it primarily is about understanding. Okay? And what he says here is, they ask him, is it time for the kingdom to be restored to, um, to Israel? And he says, you don't need to worry about the things that the Father has put in his own power. He did not say, I don't know, only the Father knows. He says, it is not, you don't need to worry about the things that the Father has under his control. You just need to wait here until you receive power from the Holy Ghost, and then you will be witnesses to me. So Jesus is emphasizing that it is the Father that will declare the day and hour of his coming at some particular point. The Son is not going to do it. The angels are not going to do it, and no man will do it. All right. All right, yes, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. So that should answer the question as to, all right, at that time he didn't know, but now we can know, because that Mm -hmm. was absolute that the Father will decide. The Father will declare it. No one else can declare it. Well, declare. Right, I wouldn't say decide. It may have already been decided. Right? The issue was declaring. Right. All Jesus right. is saying, no man will know or tell. No man will, no man will declare it, which implies no man will know it, but that, that's only an implication, right? Because you'll see when we get to, like, when he, when he says no man will declare it, we can reasonably conclude that no man knows it. When he says no angel will declare it, eh, angels could know it and not be declaring it but it's more likely that they also don't know it, right? When he says that the sun is not going to declare it, there's no reason to think the sun doesn't know. <laughs> the sun is just going to be obedient and not declare it. And the father is going to be the only one to declare it. At whatever point he feels is appropriate. Understood. All right. So this can be used to refute those who come up and say they can calculate exactly when Jesus will return. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because look, we have one witness in Matthew 24 that says of that day and hour, and I've heard people say, oh, but the year, whatever, of that day and hour knoweth no man. And we know that the knowing here is not just knowledge, it's about declaration. So, no man will, will tell us. Not just that they won't know, but they will not, they are not allowed to do it, even if they were for some odd reason allowed to know. They're not allowed to tell. That's the first, that's the first thing. We have that second witness in Mark 13. But in Acts 1, again, the apostles ask about it, and Christ says, it is not for you to know. And this time the no he uses is about knowledge. 
So he says, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. He made it broader now, right? It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Not for you to know. And he even said in Mark, take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Okay? Right. And, because I should have done this the first time when I was there with Mark, and in, um, in Mark, what makes it even more interesting is that he says, um, yeah, you're, you're not going to know when the time is. Mm. You're not going to know. Mm. So that's not a, you didn't used to know, or you won't know up till a particular period of time. Take heed, watch and pray, because you're not going to have the specifics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's pretty straightforward. You, we hope. <laughs> we hope. Well, I mean, that's a good lesson to us. And um, it's interesting that leads, that often leads to the question of uh, um, signs. And we went mm-hmm. through, we definitely need to do a study on signs, on mm-hmm. wh- why by the time you see the sign, if you're waiting to see the sign instead to of getting yourself ready. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna miss it. Have you ever seen those people who who go across four lanes of traffic to make an exit, even though <laughs> the signs for the exits have been coming for four or five miles, sometimes as much as fifteen yeah. miles? That means they're in danger of losing, of missing the exit. They didn't see the or signs. Or their life. Yeah. yeah, and the lives of those around them. That there's a there's a big mm-hmm. lesson in in there for that. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's important to say this one thing. Uh, we, we did a podcast on this, um, and, and we'll link it when we post this one. But um, prophecy is given to us for two key reasons. Two key reasons. Prophecy, in its broadest sense, is to give us sufficient knowledge of what is coming so that we can be prepared. And then prophecy is given in its minute, specific so that when it comes to pass, we will believe. So when, when, now obviously you want, usually there are a lot of milestones in prophecy, right? Because otherwise those two goals would be mutually exclusive if there was only one prophecy for each major thing. <laughs> like by the time you saw it fully come to pass, just like we said, if you only had one sign for the exit and it said your exit is here as you're driving at 70 and it's, and it's waving by, that wouldn't be that helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but the but the proof when when we see things happen, um, and and that prophecy comes to pass, and you can see, wow, look how this played out to the letter. Then our faith in Christ and His ability to predict other things in the future for us and His plans for us is strengthened. Similarly, when we see the the large, the big picture prophecy with not all of it the individual details, but the, the generic overview that we can say, hey, the second coming is going to happen. There'll be some persecution before it. We can see those things and we can look forward and get prepared for those things. Those are the two key points of prophecy. And that's why we are told to watch and pray, right? We're told to watch and pray because we need those um we need to look at the big picture to know how to be ready 
but the specifics of each of those milestones, as we see them in the rear view mirror, we'll be like, oh yeah, God knows what he's doing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and close out with prayer. Okie dokie. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for giving us your word and for giving us all these details in your word. Help us that when we come across things that we have questions on, that we don't just stop at the surface, but we actually start to look into what words we use, how are they used, where else do we see this in the scripture, and how is it presented there, so that we can get a, a satisfactory picture of what you are trying to communicate to us, especially since you give us line upon line, precepts upon precepts, multiple witnesses. Please help us to be diligent students, be like the Berean, and give us a willingness and an eagerness to search your word and obtain the light that is in there. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Um, we thank you for listening. We hope you get something out of this. We hope this settles your mind on any comments you hear about exactly when Jesus is coming. The truth is we need to be prepared previous to his coming. The date of his coming is less consequential than you think. Our hope is that we can live to see that day, but the fact of the matter is you have to be ready because if you're trying to get ready when you see him, it's already too late. And so if you have any questions or, or comments about this or other topics we may have covered previously, you can write to us at truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com. Reach us to us on Twitter at truewisdom underscore pod. You can also check out our previous episodes, truewisdom.buzzsprout.com. And Andrew also goes in depth with another podcast called Rightly Divide the Word of Truth at biblestudy.asbzone.com. So we look forward to hearing from you, and we look forward you, to you downloading more and more of our podcasts. It's not for our enjoyment. It's so that you will be blessed, and that is our prayer. Good day.